This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to The Break Podcast. What's up, y'all? Derek Dernberger here with The Break Podcast. It has been way too long since I've done one of these. Since, uh, well, the last one we did was with the turkey professor, Joe Hain, and Tom Rainey from Browning Trail Cameras. That was the first few days of turkey season, I think. Uh, At least the first week of turkey season. So it's been over a month since I've been in here. Uh, Things have just been pretty crazy with my real job working on the railroad um you know that job there you're just on call so you never have a schedule so trying to find time to get in here to do these has been a challenge here lately and coupled with the fact that we start airing the tv show here in just a few weeks at the end of june i think it's june i don't know the last thursday in june whatever day that is uh 26 28 something like that so uh been nailing down some few things we're working on deadlines now um i'm using james fought with wild story productions who was in here in a previous podcast he's doing a lot of my editing this year so uh yeah yeah we're trying to get our flow going here so uh the uh, first episode is uploading to pursuit channel right now as we speak so that takes about an hour hour and a half so i thought i'd just jump in here and start talking to you guys about everything that's been been going on. Um, turkey season was a really good year for me this year. Ended up killing three birds, one in Illinois and two in Missouri. Um, we already talked about the Illinois bird and the first Missouri bird um, with the Professor Joe Haynes. So it was really good. We made a trip to Indiana. I don't think I've talked about that on here. I don't think I've done one since then. But... Uh, yeah, no, I didn't talk about that because that was after my second Missouri bird. So my second Missouri bird, let me tell you about that thing. So I'm working on the railroad, and I look, you follow, you kind of determine when you're going to go to work. You can't determine it, but you can get an idea of when you're going to work. You log into this app on your phone, and it kind of gives you a you know, prediction, you know, that you'll see the train line up and when they're scheduled to, when I'm scheduled to go to work. And I looked at the train line up and it looked like I was going to work early morning, whatever morning that was. I can't remember what day it was now, but, uh, looked like I was going to go to work, go to, and not be able to hunt in Missouri that day. So I just went to bed knowing I was going to get called, definitely going to get called to work. Just didn't know what job yet. So ended up, I got called for a job at an away-from-home terminal, so um, an outlying location. So down in Blytheville, Arkansas, you go down there and you put trains together and, you know, you do your thing. And usually when you get called for those, they give you a 14-hour notice on that call. So I ended up getting the call at 2 in the morning to go to work at 4 o'clock the next afternoon and again wasn't expecting that call so i didn't have anything ready in the morning i thought if i would have if i knew i was going to get that call i planned on going hunting i'd have had all my stuff ready but nevertheless i didn't i was super tired from hunting basically every day so i said i said to myself i'm just gonna 
sleep it in. So I slept in. I got up about 7.30, um, went outside, let the dog out, or actually I think Nicole let the dog out after he fed him, and I went to, to get him in. Um, so I go outside. He wasn't around. He always runs over to the barn um, or over to my parents' house across the other side of the farm. So he's with his buddy over there, their dog, my parents' dog, Katie. So drove up, got my truck, drove up to the barn. Dog wasn't there. Drove over to my parents' house. Uh, my dad was outside, and one of his buddies was there, and there was the dog. So we sat around and talked for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Got the dog, come home. When I got home, I looked down into the pasture below my house, and there is this big gobbler. So before I get into the hunt, this big gobbler has been around for two years. Um, I know it's the same one because there's just not that many turkeys around there. Um, he just always in the same spot. He's always predictable until season rolls around. Last year, he was a, a three-year-old bird last year is what we figured. Um, saw him below the house almost every day before season. We get the season, let's see, last year opening day. I ended up going with Mike Ponder and, from Indian Creek and his brother-in-law. We hunted on his place. We tripled up there. It was a great hunt. Great hunt. I come back home that afternoon, and that gobbler is below my house on opening day in 2017. So I told my dad, I was like, hey, we're going to go, you know, you need to kill this bird. It would have been his second bird. We killed him one a couple years prior to that, his first one ever, on the farm behind the house, a big gobbler. So dad bought his tag uh, opening day of last year. We go out the first morning, or the second morning, second morning of season, uh, the first morning for him, and we set up below the house. The gobbler should have roosted, you know, where we thought, where I thought it was going to roost. So anyways, we set up, hen pitches down, and Jake pitches down, and we're still sitting still as they're right in front of us for 45 minutes to an hour, and my dad looks at me and says, all right, I'm either going to have to stand up and stretch or kill that Jake. So I said, well, whatever you want to do, it's your second bird, you do what you want. He ended up shooting the Jake, killed the Jake, tagged, you know, tagged his first bird for the year, and the gobbler never showed up. Well, he never showed up throughout the entire season uh, of 2017. Two days after season, he shows up below the house, and he's there the rest of summer, all fall, all winter, and early spring this year. So opening day rolls around, I go hunt with the professor, I kill my bird. Now it's just let's wait for this other bird to show up and I'm going to try to get my dad on him or my one of my boys or Nicole, my wife or whoever. I want somebody to kill this bird. So you know I go hunt with other people, but I'm always watching for this bird. As soon as this I see this bird, we're going to go after him. Never shows up, never shows up. Well, that morning, he shows up below the house the day that I go get Moose, our dog, at my parents' house, drive back. Here we go. The morning I slept in, it's the second week of season, he's below the house. I called my dad, and I said, hey, this gobbler is below the house. I'm coming over. I'm bringing you clothes. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my, some hunting clothes for you, some camo. I'm bringing my gun. I'm going to grab my camera, and we're going to go kill this bird. 
So he says, okay, 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 whatever. So I grab my stuff, I go over, and he tells me, I don't even have a tag yet. I said, well, order it right now. You can order it online, on your phone, and we can you get it, and then we'll go. He's like, oh, man, that just looks bad if you get it that day, and then you tag a bird that day, and, you know, the game warden's going to call and see what's going on. But I said, it's no problem. I'm going to video the entire thing. I'll video you buying your tag. It'll be time-coded. Then we'll go kill that bird. It'll, it's all it's all legit. But he didn't want to do it. So he says, you know what? You go kill it. Well, <laughs> great, but I really wanted somebody else to kill it. I've already killed a bird. Nicole's at work. She's gone. Um, all my boys are one of them spending the night with somebody, another one's at baseball practice or something. Everybody's gone. So I'm thinking to myself, well, this bird, he may disappear just like he does every single year. So I'm going to go get him. So by the time all this goes down, it's at least an hour. It's been an hour since I first saw the bird. By the time I get back, I get all my stuff ready and figure out a plan. Close to an hour, 45 minutes maybe. I get into my truck and... I, well, first I look down below the below my house, and he's not there. So he's either walked into the bigger woods, or not big woods, but it's a bigger block of woods, 15, 20, 15 acres, I'll say. And then, so he either did that, or he crossed the creek and went onto my neighbor's. So I get in my truck, and I start to drive out the road, and I can see him in my neighbor's field. So I called my neighbor. And told him that I've been hunting this bird for a few years, a couple years. Um, would you care if I went and hunted him on your ground? And of course he said, absolutely, go ahead. So, in order for me to make a move on this bird, my par- I live on my parents' farm, but we have two separate county roads. So, I drive in on the north road. Their road is the south road off the main highway. So, I drive around, get on the highway, and I get on the south county road that goes back to my dad's house, my mom and dad's house. And I park in this on the edge of the field and I keep this big deep Creek between me and it's wooded. It's grown up between me and this, this bird where he's at. So I have to crawl down into this Creek and I'm, that's how I'm going to make my move to this. So I've got my Browning Maxis, my shotgun. I've got my camera. I've got a hen decoy and I've got a fan which I've talked about that in my Illinois bird, how that works. So I've got a fan that I'm carrying with you, all this stuff. I jump down in this creek. It's about an eight-foot embankment i got to get down in, and it's ankle-deep to almost knee-deep water in it right now, depending on how you're moving through there. So I'm walking through there, and it's winding. It's blowdowns. There's trees in it. Um, It's pretty rough. So I'm climbing over all this stuff. I'm sweating like crazy trying to make it through there. I'm, I got water in my boots now cause I stepped into a hole. Um, but I'm moving through here probably 150 yards is how I had to move through there. It felt a lot longer just because it was so rough crawling through that stuff. But I ended up getting to a point where I thought this Turkey was. So I climb up this seven or eight foot embankment, almost straight up. It felt like I found a, a tree that the roots were like it washed out around the roots. So 
you can picture it, the roots are hanging down in here, probably four feet. So, you know, I just kind of pulled myself up on these roots, carrying all my stuff, pitched it over the side, and then climbed up the roots to get on top of the, on top of the, the ground out of this creek. And I belly crawl to the edge of the field, and I can see that I couldn't see the turkey at first. And then I stuck my head out there a little bit more, and he's walking the opposite way, the the wrong way. So he's another 300 yards away from me. He walked probably another 100 yards um, further away from me. So I jump back down in the creek, crawl down, and I go another 100, 150 yards or so. Um, and again, it's winding. It's not a direct line, hundred yards. So I, I go around, you know, the, the bends and everything in this Creek again, climb back out where I thought I needed to be. And I belly crawled out to the edge of the field here. It's just real brushy and it's, it's thick until you get to the edge of the field. And I could see that gobbler. He's just feeding out in the middle of this field. So I took the hen decoy and I just reached out as far as, you know, I stayed in the in the brush and just reached out as far as I could with my arm. So, you know, a few feet, couple feet, and stuck that hen decoy right into the edge of the field, knowing where he could see it because I was kind of on a point. And then I started calling really loudly. Now, it's, it's pretty windy, so there's noise there. And then the neighbor, like across the, across the tree line, is mowing. He's got his lawnmower going, so that's noise too. Um, the gobbler, he heard me calling. Um, I was calling really, really loud. He heard me calling because I could see him. He started strutting, and I could see his head go, and he he hammered. Um, I couldn't hear that with all the noise, but I could see that he saw the hen. He heard the calling, and he's strutting out there, but he's not moving at all. He's just kind of strutting back and forth out there away from me, probably 150 yards. So at that point, I belly crawled back in or just kind of backed up, backwards crawled on my belly back to the fan. I had the fan sitting back there, so I grabbed it, belly crawled back to the edge of the field. And I'm only talking about 10 or 12 feet I had to move. And then I just stuck that with my hand, stuck that fan decoy, that fan out, um, just where that gobbler could see it and again just like my illinois bird that's all it took for that guy to come to commit so i stuck it out there and then i just stuck it into the ground behind that hen decoy and that gobbler is just strutting the entire way in so i jumped back into the into the brush maybe only about oh six feet off the edge of the field set the camera up beside me and I'm just waiting. So from where this gobbler is to where I'm at, he's kind of on a point and I'm on a point. So I figured, and there's, and there's kind of a, a, a cove, if you want to call it that, a little cove. The field kind of curves in towards uh, to, to where I am, inside of me. So there's like a cove off to my left. So I thought that the gobbler would just, and it's not a big cove, it's just a little bit. It's further in from where we were. So I thought the gobbler would probably just walk straight across the field right to where we're at, the hen decoy. And I would have a 20, 20 yard shot or so, 15 yards would be right in that range, would be the closest. Well, instead of coming straight across that field, he hugged the edge of the creek 
and got in behind me and then where I had no shot and then ended up walking directly in front of me six feet away from where I'm at. So he's strutting and I see him. I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be a super close shot. Well, if you're a turkey hunter, you know, most of the time you don't want to shoot them in full strut, mainly because you don't want to blow their feathers apart or their fan apart or whatever. And to give yourself a, and also to get the head up and give yourself a good clean head shot. Well, so what you do is you cut at them just a, you know, just a little bit and make enough noise where they pick their head up. So this gobbler is literally strutting in. He's at 12 feet and I've got my gun shouldered. I got a scope on my gun. I got a vortex crossfire too. So, but it's no power, zero power. So I've got a clear image and it's, you know, the normal, you know, normal view, if you want to call it that. Well, this gobbler's strutting in and he gets right in front of me. And I was like, I'm going to have to shoot him at point blank range because I'm afraid he's going to see me. And instinct, I should have just shot him as he's strutting, but instinct, I just made a little bitty cut to get him to pick his head up. It's just, I don't know. I just wasn't thinking. And right when he picked his head up and I had the gun shouldered, had him in the scope, he moved his head literally about three inches. And being that close, right when I shot, I mean, even before I saw it in my head that even before I pulled the trigger, but I was already committed. I couldn't stop. I knew I missed him or didn't hit him in the head. Well, I shot, I missed. I I mean, I hit him. I hit his back, basically the feathers on top of his back and blew his, his fan apart, which is the whole reason why I didn't want to shoot him in full strut. But I hit him. He kind of rolled and it was probably me grazing his back or whatever it is. He kind of rolled. And then I, but I, I felt that I hit him. He started to get up to fly. I shot him again and I knew I hit him there because he, he fluttered and kind of went down, but then he got up and kept going and I shot at him again and I was just absolutely disgusted. I knew I hit him and I was afraid that I just wounded this turkey and this is the turkey that I've been wanting to kill or get wanting somebody to kill for the last two years. Well, I'm watching him and he's flying, he's struggling flying, I can see, and then he ends up hitting a tree, the top of a tree and falling straight down. And I knew he had to be laying right there if I could get there quick enough and he didn't move away. Um, but by the time, so I, I grabbed my stuff and I ran up there and he was ended up, he was there at the base of the tree and, you know, I ended up, he was still alive. He had his head up and I ended up putting the, the finishing shot on him. But so one more shot, but it was great that I got him. I was super pumped that, you know, we got this bird or I got this bird, a bird that, you know, we've been watching for several years and that we wanted to get, it was a four year old bird. Um, at least I think it was a four-year-old bird based on his, his spur length and, and everything else like that. But an inch and a quarter spurs, um, super sharp and, and, uh, blonde spurs, if you want to call them that faded spurs. So pink spurs, they're really, really good looking bird. But, you know, I just felt a little bit disappointed that it didn't go down, you know, with a nice clean headshot kill on a bird that, you know, I don't know, you felt a little bit of a connection to because you've been watching him for so long. But either way, 
ended up getting him. So that's how I tagged out in Missouri. Um, not the best way to go out, but we got a bird that we've been watching. So real good bird. Anyways, 12 inch beard, um, inch and a quarter spurs. Like I said, just a, just a great bird, good, heavy bird too. Um, threw the scale on him, 24 pounds. So, uh, pretty good second week of season after they've been running hen. So, you know, he's definitely heavier than that opening weekend. So, or opening week. So I was, uh, proud of it, but I don't know, a little bit of disappointed on how it went down as well. But we ended up going to Indiana, um, myself, the professor, we had, uh, Craig Heiser, one of my guys, uh, who's been in here on a podcast with Joey that day. We share, we deer hunt a lot together and elk hunt and, and do our thing. But, uh, got Craig out for some turkey hunting up there in Indiana. And then we also had Stuart ruling from Indian Creek shooting systems, uh, Indian Creek choke tubes. So the four of us went up there and I ended up being the only one who didn't kill in Indiana. So three birds, I'm still happy. It was a great year. Three birds, two in Missouri, tagged out Missouri, and then one in Illinois. So, uh, pumped up about that. But so yeah, overall is a good Turkey season. Um, actually my best one ever. I've never killed three birds in a year. So it was, uh, it was a good year mainly because I never hunted any other States until this year hunted in Illinois one other time, but that was it. So, uh, yeah, it was a good Turkey season, but now I'm ready for deer season. Most definitely. Um, got some cameras out just got got my cameras out I'm actually a little late getting my cameras out this year but uh put my cameras out last weekend so hopefully we'll start seeing some some velvet bucks here before long at least getting an idea of what they're going to turn into i saw one on the railroad actually down in uh around osceola arkansas on a train down there we're heading into a steel plant and uh it's in, like in the river bottom so it's probably a mile from the river uh, down in this is a wheat field actually so this buck was bedded pretty much right on the railroad tracks and he went jumping away and he already had probably six inch brow tines and his beams were coming out they didn't they they weren't curving around to the front yet they just kind of coming straight out and they were already as wide as his ears before they started curving so uh the bucks are starting to grow i mean obviously that guy's going to be a giant so hopefully i'll uh be able to get some pictures here of what i'll be hunting this year um i'll be hunting missouri obviously on the home farm hopefully we got a good buck we had a couple decent uh three-year-olds last year and two-year-olds a couple real good two-year-olds uh and i'm not ashamed to shoot a three-year-old i'll definitely do it um if it's if it's a good enough one i mean basically if if it's if i'm gonna put it on the wall then i'm gonna kill it regardless of the age so uh We'll see. Hopefully we'll have something there, and then we'll hunt Illinois. Um, got a lease over there with Craig and Joey, so we'll get some cameras over there and see what we got. And then we're looking for some more ground to lease up this year, so hopefully we'll find something. And then I've got a lease in Missouri as well, um, up here around Cape Girardeau, Missouri. So, uh, And there was a good buck on it last year. There was a three-year-old eight-pointer. Um, I mean, I had a shot opportunity at him last year it had been a tough shot i probably wouldn't have took the shot anyway but i let him go he just wasn't quite what i was hoping for um yeah i wouldn't have mounted him so i didn't shoot him 
but I shouldn't say that because I shot a buck last year that I didn't mount and you know I knew I wasn't going to mount him I just shot him because it was a cool hunt but anyways that buck hopefully will be back is still around and he will definitely be upper 30s uh you know he might be a 140 inch buck this year as a probably a four-year-old based on the pictures I got of him he looked he looked like he had a three-year-old body so uh I'll be after him and then we've got Hooker Mountain Outfitters will be out there at the end of August opening week of bow season for elk and mule deer um I should get drawn for a mule deer tag and as long as I do I'll be doing a combo hunt um bow hunt that opening week so looking forward to that um what else Elk, as far as elk hunting there, I've never killed an elk, so I'm most concerned about getting some meat. So I'm going to shoot the first elk I see, a legal bull or a cow. Whatever comes in, I'm definitely going to take. And then I'm going to try to kill a, a trophy mule deer because there are a lot of good mule deer on Hooker Mountain. So that's the plan. Uh, going out there with quite a few of the break guys, Joey and Craig are going as they do every year. They're going to combo hunt as well. Mule deer and elk. Uh, Jason LaPlante, he's headed out there with us. He'll do a combo hunt. And then we got big Bob Gerhard, a break team member, uh, Tom Brooks, Alex Schroeder, all those guys, break team members that are going out. And then we're going out with, uh, our Derek Slocum, with Alps Outdoors is coming with us, so that should be a, a good time. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll get him an elk. He'll be elk hunting. Uh, who else? There's a hand. Oh, DJ Darren Johnson's going with us. He was there with us last year. He killed his first elk last year, a cow. Um, so yeah, that was a good deal for him. So yeah, he's coming back out. But it'll be a good time. We got a handful of guys, of break guys going, and then some other guests. So definitely looking forward to that um other than that it's really about it as far as trips i have planned i'm definitely gonna do some waterfowl hunting this year looking forward to that do that with semo outfitters here in uh, southeast missouri shane garner runs that so he's gonna have me out i hope if he still has me out once or twice here this year that was the plan at least but good times man i'm ready for it ready for season ready to start hunting again i can't uh can't wait sitting in the office and and doing my real job right now is uh is wearing on me big time so uh ready to get out in the field but what else we got going on man that's that's about it really as far as getting you guys caught up to date um you know i'm working on this podcast as much as i can uh, I actually just got this, my phone system uh, working now. That's been a struggle after about six different purchases of equipment from Amazon trying to get the right stuff. So I think I finally got it figured out now. Um, actually, we can just go ahead and test it and see what we got here. We'll see. Who can we call? Let me just thumb through my phone here. And we'll see who's a good person to call. Somebody that's hunting industry related, so you guys are interested. Oh, let's try Randy. Randy Birdsong. I'm going to try to give him a buzz. He may or may not answer. I know he's been in Canada. 
I don't know if he's still up there or not. But what the heck. Let's try him. See if this actually works here. Ah, it's ringing. Let's see if he answers. That'll be the next thing. Hey guys, this is Randy Birdsong. I can't get to the phone right now, but if you'd leave me a message, I'll be sure and get back with you. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. What's up, Randy? Derek Dernberger here. Just uh, doing a podcast, testing out my my phone system here. So I got your message. I guess you're still hunting in Canada. Good luck, bud. I hope you... Uh, able to get a bear so anyways we'll holler at you later see ya all right well he's definitely in canada i think let's try somebody else who else can we call carl drake you know carl drake you've heard of carl drake he's one of the guys he has been in the hunting industry for a long long time He's one of the Brake staff members. Let's give him a call, see what he's up to. Carl's an interesting cat. Hello. Carl Drake. Sir. Got you on a podcast right now. You got me on podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just calling some random people. Uh, okay. in the hunting industry while I'm doing this podcast. So I see your name come across as I'm thumbing through my, uh, my address book. So I thought I'd give you a call. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So what's been going on, brother? Hey, just finishing up with Turkey season and, uh, kind of downtime, but getting my mind rolling towards, Hey, it's food plot season time, trying to decide whether to get a new bow or not. And just going through those motions cause you kind of shifted from deer season into turkey season so that's what we're that's where we're focusing on yeah well good i was talking about uh you know getting the episodes ready and the first episode that we'll see this year is your african hunt oh yes dude africa love africa <laughs> i can't get enough of it i mean if, if anybody ever asked me about it says hey tell me about africa i can sit and talk all day about it uh the episode should be Great. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see it myself. Uh, it was a great hunt with Elon Safaris last year. Uh, it, the place is just amazing, you know, and I just – I can answer any question anybody ever has about Africa because this has been my like my third trip over there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going with you here in, a, I guess, next year, 2019. <clears throat> so let you show me the way, brother. Oh, we definitely will. You know, we're, we're going over. We're going to take a group of people with us. We're going to be about – 20 to go with us. They've kind of shut the whole camp down just for this group here. Uh, and the nice thing about and what people don't realize, you know, you, you hear things on the media about Africa, how bad it is. And, you know, not one time have I ever felt threatened because the media trumps everything up, as we know. But it, it's just an easy transition. You get in the airport, 
getting all your stuff there. The outfitters there waiting for you, load you up. We, I mean, we drive outside the city, stop at a gas station, and there's no worries at all. It's just, it's a different country, but they make sure you're at the right place and take care of you. And it, it's a great place to go to. And it's a very, very inexpensive hunt. Yeah. Well, I'm ready for it, man. Looking forward to oh, it. We're looking forward to you going, dude. But I'm going to tell you, the bad thing about Africa, it's addicting. It's like <laughs> turkey hunting. You do it one time, you, go, you then you go back and see the vast number of animals that it offers you. And you're like, okay, now next year I want this. So with the right planning, you can do it. About, I'd like, like I said, for me, it's every other year. That way I can get my trophies back, get my taxidermy done, start saving up the following year. Yeah. Well, good deal, man. Well, I'll let you go. I'm just trying out this phone, so I figured I'd buzz you up for a couple minutes. So, oh, dude, anytime, anywhere, well, brother. Give whenever me a call. you're, yeah, whenever you're here, one of these days in Missouri, you'll uh, we'll sit down and do a full podcast because I know you got tons of stories to tell. Oh, I, I got a book full of them, buddy. Just I know. Uh, let's set a date, man. All right, brother. We'll holler at you later. Uh, be safe. All right, see you. Bye. All right, Carl Drake. Carl Drake has, again, been in the industry forever. He's uh, worked with Hunter Specialties for I don't know how many years, a whole lot of years. And now he's part of the break. has been part of the break since the beginning. Uh, he's helped me a lot get started here. So good dude. Been on a lot of t- ton of hunts. Just, uh, yeah, guy knows what he's doing hunting-wise. And within the hunting industry. Let's see who else we can call. Carson Corey. Do you know Carson Corey? He's with Final Draw TV. Um, known him for a little while now. Let's give him a call. See what he's up to. I kind of like this phone thing. Hello. Carson. Yo. Hey, Dernberger here. Hey, how you doing? Good. I got you on a podcast, so be careful what you say. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just finishing up the day here at the bow shop. Are you? Okay. Yeah, man. No, I just got my uh, phone thing, my phone equipment figured out on this podcast, so I'm just thumbing through here, calling all the famous people in the hunting industry, and you're in that well, folder, brother. Have- you must have butt dialed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so what are you Good up deal. to? What have you been up to lately? Whew. Let's see. Turkey season's over, so I got some sleep. Trying to get a little bit of rest. And then, uh, had a, man, it was a tough turkey season this year. The uh, Heard more birds than I've ever heard before, but had less birds come within bow range than I've ever had before, too. So Yeah. Uh, pretty much hunted every single day this season, rain and shine and if they weren't, uh, they were gobbling like crazy, and then they'd get about to 50, 60 yards and decide they want to go somewhere else. Yep. That's the way it goes there. Yeah, that, that gets them within my range because I'm, I'm using a Browning Maxis, so that tends to help. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like, we try to get them in. We're shooting with the bows, so we get them, you know, five or six yards. We're going to shoot them out. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, makes it a little bit tougher. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh-huh. Right. Um, other than that, uh, just putting out minerals, checking cameras. Uh, I, I, I hate putting out 
cameras this time of year, I swear that I'm never going to do it each year just yeah. because the, the horn growth is, you know, we're getting starting to get some main beams, a little bit of brow time action, but uh, just kind of, you know, it's frustrating. Every time you check the camera, you got another, I had a couple inches, not really, you know, you're yeah. not seeing a frame yet. Man, I saw, well, I don't know if you know, my real job, I worked on the railroad. So I, I was mm-hmm. riding this train and uh, this was in Arkansas, Osceola, Arkansas, which is down close to the Mississippi River. Um, but anyways, there's this buck. We jumped this buck up that was bedded right on the railroad tracks. I guarantee he had six-inch brow tines already. And his beams, yeah, his beams, they weren't, they were growing straight out. They were out past his ears already. They hadn't started curving forward yet. This dude's going to be a giant. Now, did you uh, did you mark the spot on the map for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll drop you a pin again. Yeah, yeah, it's probably right beside that other one over there. <laughs> 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 like you did last time. I appreciate that, by the way. Yeah, no problem, yeah. no problem. Just trying to hook you up. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm going to tell you something that's been weird this year, and uh, we've had a ton of rain, so that would be really good for the antler growth. But um, I'm seeing deer, and I mean, the stages of, of antler growth have been really different. I got deer that just have, you know, a couple inches, and, and deer that are already starting to make the turn. So, huh. which tells me they dropped it a lot of different times yeah. this this winter. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And anyway, we're getting ready to load up and head to new brunswick gonna do some bear hunting so i'm pretty excited about that man everybody's bear everybody i know is bear hunting except me well hey come on we got an open spot do you yeah man i wish i could i might have to do that next year though but yeah everybody i know is going up to canada hunting <laughs> well cool deal yeah yep. it's, it's it's a lot of fun if you can fight the mosquitoes off and uh and sit out there we'll we'll trap fish most of the day and then uh and we have to quit fishing to go eat, and you know, it's a really tough hunt. You have yeah. to wake up to eat breakfast, and then you have to <laughs> have to quit eating to go fishing. And, you know, so <laughs> it's uh, it's just exhausting. Man. I love I love those long sits during the run a lot better. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet so. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll, I'll let you go. I know you didn't weren't expecting this call, and uh, you know, you're yeah, man, busy. it's good to talk to you. Yeah, but. Uh, um, get okay. ready to head on to the house. All right. Well, we need to whenever you get back from from canada you'll have to uh we'll have to sit down and do a real podcast pick your brain Sounds on good, everything brother. yeah you let me know all right man good luck up there all right thank you all buddy right. see, we'll see you all right there you go carson core is good dude but yeah man everybody's friggin is freaking uh bear hunting right now I'm jealous I'm jealous as can be bird songs up there uh, Craig Heiser, he's leaving next week to go up there. Now Carson's going up there. James Fought was just videoing uh, for Inside Outdoors. He was with Dave up there with Inside Outdoors. And uh, he killed a great bear. So, yeah, everybody's friggin' bear hunting. I've never even been bear hunting. And I'm sitting here going to work and in the office. Who else can we call here? Let's see, as I'm thumbing through my phone here. Who we got? Hal Schaefer. You know Hal Schaefer? Hal Schaefer is with Drop Zone TV. Let's see if he'll answer. I'll try him. He might be my last one. Hal Schaefer. 
Hal Schaefer, Derek Dernberger. Derek, what's up, brother? Hey, I got you on a podcast, so just to give you a heads up. I'm, we are riding to the beach. Riding to the beach. Man, oh, man. I figured you'd be bear hunting <laughs> like every other hunter I've talked to here lately. Well, I did go bear hunting. Oh, you did? Did you do any good? But went to Montana and uh, absolutely uh, supported PETA in the best way I knew how. I didn't kill anything. <laughs> I come back, no bloodshed, no nothing, brother. <laughs> oh, you were up there at Brunson, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I was there before him and during him, but not after him. Okay. All right. Huh. Good deal. You're not going to Canada? I just talked to a couple guys. They're going to Canada right now. No, I talked to, uh, I, I got an invite from St. Crochet to run up there on their plane. and uh, But I'm actually headed down to Myrtle Beach. We're uh, doing a deal for, uh, it's called SOW, S-O-W-W, Special Ops Wounded Warriors. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a money-raising event to uh, for these guys. And this organization's really got it together, too, because um, all the people that run it are all successful businessmen, and they take no salary from this. So... Unlike a lot of the Wounded Warriors foundations where it's really top-heavy and not a lot of the money makes it, yeah. 100% of the money past the expenses goes straight to the to the vets and uh, the guys that really do, you know need it. Good deal. What are you guys doing down there? Fishing, hunting, what? No, uh, it's a it's a um, it's a it's a, it's like a dinner. Oh, okay. and um, so they're having an auction and raising some money. We're gonna give away a hunt. And then you. got the family with me. We're going to spend a couple of days out on the beach as well, make a little vacay out of it. But after today, I need a vacation, boy. <laughs> yeah. Did you see my Facebook post? No, I hadn't been surfing that yet. Facebook Live, I was sitting there in my driveway, blocked for over an hour by a train in my driveway because a bunch of tree huggers was protesting Duke Power's coal-burning plant, and that's what they had on this train. So they were all sitting on the tracks and had the train stopped. And, uh, you know, the thing they don't think about is, you know, somebody's trapped. What if there was a medical emergency? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Somebody having a baby. They don't care about that. Right. All, all they care about is they don't have jobs. They have nothing better to do than to affect people who do have jobs, and never mind jeopardize people's lives. Which, yeah is the part that they don't ever think about. They're always green and for the good cause and for Mother Earth. I told them if I was driving the train, I promise you they'd have got up and left or I'd have made fertilizer out of it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just, uh, and that's kind of the day I've had. Oh, boy. Yeah, that is a bad day. Well, I ended up turning around, leaving, um, crossed, took the truck across a creek, through a pasture, over a hill, across a pond dam, through another pasture to escape out three properties down to get out on a road to get away. Uh-huh. Because there was no end to that in sight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably didn't want to hear from me on this uh, the podcast today then with your day. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all good. Yeah. All right. Hey, you – uh. Are you headed up to Deer Fest later this summer? You know, I haven't heard from Rainey on that. Um, I know in August I'm doing an appearance later on in August for Shadow Hunter, but that's at um, 
at Green Bay's field, and I don't know what that event is up there. It's not particularly a hunting event. It's more of a farming event, but yeah. apparently I have to go up there for a day or something. All right. But um, uh, Deer Fest, but uh, we've got, like, we're going to be doing, um, Drop Zone's going to be doing several places, I mean, several events next year as well. Of course, ATA and Shot, but we're also doing the Dixie Deer Classic in North Carolina and then three more big events up in New York, uh, Vermont, and Pennsylvania. Yep. Okay. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'll go up there. I'll go up there. What about Bird Songs deal? You coming into it this year? No, I've got a, a conflict. Okay. Um, trying to get our stuff done in uh, Missouri and um, getting both those farms up and running. And uh, so we uh, we got the Tecumani guy out there. He's been to both places and got a big plan on food plots and how we're planting it. And I think everybody's excited. We got lots of great deer returning a lot of up and comers too yep all right all right man well i know you weren't expecting this so i won't keep you um but when you're gonna be passing through missouri you need to stop by i invite you all the time to you can crash at my place and uh then head up to your place then we can Dude, do a real podcast me, if you're feeding me i'm coming that's easy all right well, <laughs> well if you like crappie and wild turkey then we'll have plenty to eat what what did you call it what is crappie <laughs> crappie yeah what is that it's a fish like perch how's I that guess. spelled how's that spelled c-r-a-p-p-i-e no no that would be crappy we have those in the south <laughs> okay now answer me this i'm going to prove that this southern boy knows his english all right spell crop for me c-r-o-p spell crap for me c-r-a-p <laughs> so therefore c-r-a-p-p-i-e should be I, I think the say it uh, now. I, I, Crappy. <laughs> I think that IE at the end it kind of does some sort of you know like a French no, thing. IE is same as Y. That's all it does. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that well, ain't no French fish, brother. Hey, I, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got some crappy up there too. I can feed you crappy, and I'll eat some crappie. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you the crappy tastes better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right man. Brother, well i'll man, let you get back to, to driving hey be safe and uh holler right, at me man. when you're coming through missouri you got it buddy see all you. right see ya oh how such a good dude man i love talking to him my kids love him too we met him at uh first time i met him was up at deer fest in wisconsin uh three years ago i think something like that and uh, i bring my kids up to that and Hal's just such a good dude, just hanging with him, and yeah, it was a good time. Let's see if I can find anybody else that might be at their phone here, but yeah, we're already at an hour on this podcast, so I better just calm it down. Right, you know what? I'm going to call Tom Rainey. He never answers his phone, but let's see if he does today. Yo. Yo, you answered. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite time to work. Nobody's bugging me on Friday afternoon. Yeah, I got you. Well, I, I'm I got you on a podcast. I just got my new phone equipment, so I'm just testing it out today. <laughs> I, I've already talked to Hal and uh who else I talked to? 
tried to call Randy Birdsong, but he's up in Canada. Oh, he's pretending he's chasing Yogi or something. <laughs> yeah. Did you see his <laughs> Facebook video, the bear charging him? I, I would have paid good money to have been sitting there when that bear charged him. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I know Randy well enough to know he 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 panicked. He freaked. <laughs> <laughs> he sure played it cool on Facebook, though. Oh yeah, he went all twelve year old boy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fooling me. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So what you got planned this weekend? Anything? Uh, I'm actually going to work all weekend. I uh, uh, I'm. This time of year, we get a lot of stuff uh, thrown at us by a lot of our retail partners, and it, none of it's too time-consuming other than the fact that they all need something. So it's yeah. just a, a high volume of, and we need some pictures, we need some copy, can you help us out, you know, adding this to our website, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm just going to try to get caught up with that, and I'm going to try to, I'm actually, Andrea is coming down for a couple of days next week. I've got a spend a little more time with her you know i started ramping her up to full time during turkey season yeah. so um she may or may not have gotten a lot of good solid guidance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she may have been set adrift during turkey season actually uh-huh. <laughs> hey congratulations you're full time i'm going turkey hunting see you in six weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's all right yeah she thought she had it easy now the now it's back to the oh, real yeah, now, world exactly that's what i that's what i was worried about i kept sending her messages like don't get too excited <laughs> <laughs> The work is coming. <laughs> yeah. Bear with me. Well, she's on top of it because she sent me a couple emails saying, "Hey, where's our stuff at? Yeah, we need some she's, pictures uh, and whatever else." Like, yeah, I think she's like really going to be good. I I have told people for years, and it, it's probably more of a condemnation against men than it is anything else. But I, I have always found my female coworkers to be much more adept at like task oriented things. Like if you give them a to-do list, they'll start checking stuff off. Bang, bang, bang. You give it to a dude and a dude's like, Oh, squirrel, you know, and <laughs> list, you know, you know, Friday that you look at the list and it's like every fifth thing may or may not be checked off. You get a couple of notes about I'm working on this. Uh-huh. You give it to a, a female coworker and it's like, check, 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 check. <laughs> yeah. Straight down the list in numerical yeah. order. I'm like, dang. (laughs) She still helped me, you know, several ways in that regard. (laughs) Good deal. So I'm going to spend some time this weekend just trying to make sure that I'm not, that I'm ready for her to get in town and and give her some good, solid structure to, you know, things that she can do on a weekly basis without me having to, like, give her guidelines every Monday or something. All right. Well, when you see her, tell her I got stuff for her. I just got to get it organized here. Yeah, I told her, I said, look, I said, everybody we work with is good. I said, just hound them. I said, if you ain't got it, just hound them. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, sadly, they're used to me, like, pinging them, like, every six months because the turkey season happens and then trade shows happen. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, and we've got some more online advertising directives that we're trying to work on now that are going to – require us to have some more assets and so i'd rather get ahead of it now and start getting the assets instead of having to call everybody and say oh we're gonna need this by like monday yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've gotten a few of those messages from you hey can you do this um 
maybe tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> the, the, the one, the person that wants to kill me the most is, uh, I don't think you've met Jason. The, that does our web and like a lot of our graphic stuff. No. Uh-uh. Inevitably, when I email him, I'll close it by saying, um, I need it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every time, like every time. Yeah. And he's never surprised. He's like, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I get this for me? No rush, but you know, like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the whole first two or three paragraphs where I'm telling him what I need, I'm like, taking it casual and I get to the last sentence ever. Actually, what I usually do is I leave the last sentence out because I know he's always going to reply back to me. Oh, let me guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, check everything off my to-do list, except you actually doing the artwork for it. So, uh, yeah, need it now. (laughs) (laughs) The bad thing is I've been working with him since 2002. So he, he just, he, 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 he knows it's coming. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> he, he was our guy. He was our guy, Avery, too. So, okay. Brent, Brent, and I, Brent and I have been work, doing work with him for, what, you know, 16 years now? Yeah. So he should just be, yeah, he's used to it by now, 16 yeah. years worth. Yeah, he, know, he knows that yeah. it's a fire. Like when he sees my emails, he has to like drop his head at his desk. Uh huh. You know, just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I will say one of the things that has always benefited me being late for the last few years has been he's got his wife and three daughters. So he's so outgunned in that house. He, he <laughs> <laughs> His voting privileges were revoked years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of nights after they have dinner, he's like, I think I'm going to go do some work. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to let me watch what I want to watch. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to the computer. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, all right. Well, I won't keep you because I know you weren't expecting this phone call. So, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> what are, you, are you testing out the new equipment? Yeah, there, yeah, or? yeah. It, it's, I've been trying to, you know, get this phone thing going since, well, before you were in here for a podcast. And after yeah. about six Amazon purchases, I finally got the right equipment. <laughs> Yep. All right. Well, I'll let you go. It's Friday evening. Time to relax. Yep. I'll let you get back to it. I'll, uh, congratulations on getting the sixth purchase correct finally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nicole is very happy. <laughs> I'm sure she is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to do a, another real podcast with you for Randy for the St. Jude archery shoot, probably in yep. July, if you can make it up for that. Yep. Let's, uh, let's look at the calendar on that. The only trip that i have when is your deal again it's the 28th because i might that's the only thing i've got well i've got two things on my calendar in july so i should be pretty open okay i've got uh and don't tell anybody this by the way okay well this is on a podcast so do i need to edit that part out yeah you need to cut that part out <laughs> yeah that part needs to like yeah that, that part needs to get deleted erased yeah. lost in the memory bank somewhere <laughs> all right I'll, I'll be sure to beep that out and i'll do the <laughs> cutting room yeah, floor joe when i just thing. say i've only got two things on my calendar you can like uh <laughs> you can get rid of that part. Yeah. all right that'll work all right all right man yeah, get, make, make sure to get rid of that part <laughs> yeah don't worry it's deleted already <laughs> <laughs> so 
I guess my point is I've got that trip and then I, I, I'm still on the fence about going to Hal's wedding. I still feel like I should probably. Yeah. Well, I just got off the phone with him a second ago too. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was he still livid mad about the tree huggers? Yes. Yes. He went on a little bit of rant. I should probably beep that out, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, that, I was I was doing so good because I was trying I was making sure I didn't use any profanity after you told me we were on the podcast and then I just dropped this big massive secret that needs to really be deleted. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that thing needs to get deleted like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm emailing Jason Thompson all over again. Yeah. <laughs> that thing used to be deleted like yesterday. <laughs> okay, yeah, no worries, no worries. I might hold it for ransom though later on. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say you're <laughs> you're not deleting anything. That's archive. You ain't pulling it. Some renewal time, I'll, I'll see this big increase. You'll be like, "Hello, yeah." <laughs> Remember that podcast, uh, June first <laughs> at five twenty-one p.m. Exactly. <laughs> oh well, man All let right. me know like when you do get up to full speed on that and i can try and help connect you with different people that even well even ones we're not necessarily sponsoring right now all right yeah good no that'd be great yeah it's well it's rolling this is working so i can hear you and it shows you being recorded so i, w- I wish it was broke now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think uh it's all good. It's all down on tape. <laughs> I need a, I, I, I need an adult beverage now. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, you go enjoy one, and I'll holler at you later. Not right, being recorded next time. <laughs> all right. We'll see you, bud. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. I'm wrapping this thing up. It's my dad's 70th birthday today on June 1st. So uh, I got to get to his birthday party dinner that starts in about eight minutes. So uh, thanks for listening to the break podcast. We'll catch you next time. This is Derek Dernberger and you're listening to the break podcast. 